For internal use only, we are the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. How's everybody doing? Hooray! It's classified. Sorry. <laughs> classified. Yeah, isn't this external? Is what external? What we're doing. Well, what we're doing is external, but the product that we're making is for internal use only. It's all very confusing. Don't rub us on your skin. We will leave a rash. Uh, I just want to take this moment to say that Axel does not speak for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> internal only. What's going on? Everything all right with you? Wasn't one of your other openers something about a suppository? Yeah, what of it? <laughs> everything all right? Do we, do we yeah, I'm, talk? Or? I'm, I'm fucking awesome, okay? There's, there's nothing, nothing going on. Nothing suspicious. Okay, so we are in Yolispan, greatest Yay. city, uh, greatest city in this campaign so far. Yeah, by a, oh, it's not even close. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I kind of like Galospire. These was this going to be our fourth episode in Zapotl? Fifth, I think. Fifth. Okay, these five episodes have been literally our top five in terms of. Funny, enjoyable, like making jokes. Yep. Th- these five episodes feel like Skull and Shackle style episodes. Yeah. Genus it... fucking ran to his nine to five instead of figuring out his oval. <laughs> like that would that would not have happened in any other place. Yeah. the The stakes have never seemed lower here. Oh no! It was really important for me to get to that job. Well, I, I think I think we all. Got that takeaway. It's a job, Tom. You gotta take it seriously. <laughs> You'll never get anywhere without a work ethic like that. Yeah. Just know your rights as an employee. Don't let them just give you a pizza party. <laughs> no, 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 no. You still owe me a, uh, a a gift. That's true. I owe you a gift. How about some trivia? You, you want to give me some trivia? There are 7,840 people in Yoli's Pond. That's not a gift. Yeah, that's that's not it. Well, take it or leave it. You're the kind of guy that goes to somebody else's house, takes a shit, and then says you're welcome, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) I have never done that. No, but if you do, it'd be the funniest thing ever. (laughs) Alex is too busy taking upper deckers. (laughs) Merciless. (laughs) Okay, so let's see. We kind of went through like a full day. You guys had your O-balls uh, uh, not experimented on, but just kind of... I mean... Studied. Examined. Yeah. Examined, yeah. By Marina, who has been letting you crash in her house. That only took like 10 minutes, though. And you guys spent the rest of your days either actually working or... <laughs> Doing some independent research on Arasni and other such historical uh, subjects of import. Yeah, sure. Or, we can call what I was doing that. Or if you're Thalias, you were just having yourself a, a you day. It's important to have those days. It is. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're about getting to the end of, of this day. And... Uh, yeah, I, I would imagine you guys start making your way back to Marina's house if you're not already there. I'm already there. I go. Uh, Where else am I gonna sleep? 
I go up to the shopkeeper and I'm just like, well, uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's it for me today. Uh, kind of just like massaging his cards a little bit, like he's uh, like he's stretching out his <laughs> arms, like, ugh, ugh, like I, that was a long day. Yes, you done very well for me today. Very well. Uh, what say you to coming back tomorrow? We do it all again. Oh, you want me to come back tomorrow? I can absolutely come back tomorrow. <laughs> I'll bring out my A game. Oh, wonderful. If this was your B game, I cannot wait to see our A game. <laughs> I can't either. <laughs> she, she's going to examine somebody else and he's going to be just as fatigued tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and he won't know it's coming because he doesn't know why it happened today. <laughs> That's true. He's got, he's got to go restock on hero points. <laughs> I got one more. Just one run down more to the it. hero point store. Yeah. Poor our genius. Writing checks his ass can't cash. My ass can cash. Your ass can make some cash. Did the did the barkeep pay you? No, I presume I'm yeah. getting paid tomorrow. Really? At any point, have you discussed payment? He was just kind of like, "Hey, I." Have this business. Want to come he, perform in my business? He was promised a gift upon yeah, doing a gift good job. <laughs> Which? What is a gift? A that gift wasn't discussed. He's getting a gift, okay? <laughs> He's going to come shit in your toilet. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I had to turn my mic off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did have a question about salsa. Because you, you presented it as, like, it was this dish that, like, none of us had seen. So, is that because, like, the ingredients, like tomatoes and onions and a chili of some sort, are not produce that grows in the inner sea or in last wall specifically? Or was it just we've never seen it done in, like, that format before? Um, definitely the second and possibly partly the first. If, if you kind of put uh, Arcadia and the Inner Sea parallel with, like, Central America and Europe in the real world, like, I imagine medieval Europe had tomatoes. Probably onions. Onions, maybe peppers. I, I I have no idea. Right, but, I'm not totally sure either. Yeah, but like obviously it's Mexican food for a reason. Whether they had the ingredients or not, people just weren't making food like that in Europe. That, yeah. In fact, I, I think European food, especially like medieval European food, is like historically extremely bland and yeah, it is. like just not fun yeah like honestly potatoes were brought back to europe from the americas like they didn't have potatoes until they started coming to the americas and, and are got you them serious from yeah i did not know that jeez that's where uh, the italians got tomatoes too is it really no that can't be right <laughs> <laughs> but tomatoes is like uh you see tomatoes in some form across all cuisines yeah yeah you know what? There's that spice trade that really started everything off. That's generally the biggest difference in cuisine is like the spices. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's like, oh my God, let me get some of those spices. I got to have them. 
I mean, yeah, like before that, everybody was just like, oh, what is this? Oh, more tasteless mush that I hate? Yeah. Okay. And someone was like, have you tried flavoring it? And they're like, what is that? <laughs> flavor? What's flavor? <laughs> so, yeah, it was kind of a big deal. It just sounds so funny when you're, you know, looking <laughs> I know. back. Yeah, we, we, we take, like, fucking, like, table salt for granted and, like, butter and sugar. Yeah. Oh, God, sugar? What a fucking game changer. I mean, salt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel like we had salt, like, because you just get that out of the ocean, right? So I feel like that was... <laughs> get that out of the ocean. You just... Like, this, the salt trade was, like, the original spice trade. It was, and salt was, like, a big factor to being able to live. Yeah. You could mine I mean, salt. I... They're salt mines. Yeah. yeah. I think most I'm not saying it was exclusive. I'm not saying sea. it was exclusively out of the ocean, but like Now, Alex, I want to live in that <laughs> world. <laughs> like you can harvest salt from the ocean, but it is a very long and arduous process. Yeah. Cuz you got to like dehydrate it and shit. Like I'm sure yeah, it's much just, simpler to just You just got to boil the get water out of the until wall. it uh until it's all the way down. The amount of salt you're left with, like with like a gallon of water, it's is probably not a lot. <laughs> yeah, like you would have to be boiling such large quantities of water; it couldn't be efficient. Right, as opposed to like you go in a salt mine, it's just like right. clink, it's clink, just, clink, clink, clink. It's just coming out of the walls. Full. Yeah, it's coming out of the walls. <laughs> I don't know how the spice trade worked. It's, okay. <laughs> Alex with his expertise in mine management and procedure. <laughs> He's done a lot of QA work for mining. <laughs> the shit just comes out of the walls. Yeah. Uh, yep. When it comes right down to it. It, it really does. It really does. <laughs> Irrefutable. All right. So you guys, uh, you show back up at Marina's, probably staggered in your uh, arrivals. Uh, the timing, not your actual... <laughs> Unless you really had fun uh, on your time out. But, uh, yeah, uh, Marina, she arrived a little while ago. She uh, she she caught the you know, all the excitement at Coatl Plaza, uh, but she hurried home. And uh, you just have to, like, hang out for a little bit, but then she brings out some supper for you. She's got rolled-up corn tor- tortilla... Uh, filled with shredded chicken and cheese, and then it's slathered in this black mole sauce. Mole. Mole. Oh, thank you. Uh, black mole sauce and sprinkled with sesame seeds and crumbled cheese. Uh, it's like a uh, it's like a fancy enchilada. Oh, uh, she calls you're it. Speaking my language. She calls it an enmolada. So yeah, as always, Grandma's cooking is wonderful. You gotta give Uchard a 75% highs to love this as well. Okay. <laughs> and he does. He is he is a fan of the Mexican cuisine. I and was thinking the other day how funny it would have been. Like, since you left it up to chance, if you're like, alright, highs, Uchard loves it, and you got like a one. It's like, oh, bad news. Uchard hates Mexican <laughs> And food. the rest of the time, that's all he has to eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, god damn it. Oh, man. I, I almost <laughs> wish it I did roll that now. <laughs> uh, and as always, Teoblith is not partaking in, in the food. Yep. Anything enjoyable, he says, yep. no thank you. <laughs> what do we say to things that everyone likes? <laughs> not, not for me! <laughs> <laughs> 
Tubalith hasn't eaten well, in have. years. <laughs> <laughs> what a sad existence. Well, I hope that you all enjoyed the festivities today, or uh, or your research, whatever you elected to do with your with your time today. Uh, tomorrow, I I hope to get another session in with you all, or and she turns to our genus, or with with most of you, uh, those who don't have prior commitments. Oh, yes, I'm uh, I'm so sorry, grandmother. It's like when she, you call your teacher mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And it would be our genus to like do that. I can't say I've ever done that. I don't think I've ever done it either, but I know it's a very common thing. Okay. She seems like she's pretending she didn't hear it. We but. get that a lot from our genus. Just ignore him. That's so familiar. <laughs> she says, "Well, at any rate, I hope you all have a a nice a nice rest tonight. I will see you up uh, early tomorrow morning." And uh, she finishes her uh, she finishes her dinner and uh, turns in for the night. Sweet. What do you all do? I'll take last watch, as is tradition. I'll be. You know, up for first and third watch, but I'm not doing a watch, you know, just like last night. Yeah, I'm sleeping. I'm not doing shit. Yeah. Same. All right. Well, Uhtred, give me a perception check for last watch. 30. Uhtred, uh, feeling a bit more acquainted with his living space and the immediate area of the city around him. Uh, Uhtred does a, a commendable job, uh keeping a perimeter and being alert and just sticking with the habit of vigilance but well that's good that the guy in charge of watch and uh, one of our you know guys has been with us the whole time is is being vigilant Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but nothing out of the ordinary happens it's just a peaceful night in yoli's pond with all 7840 souls so it's the next day and uh, Mariana brings you all down to her operating tables. Can you call them, like, examination tables or something? <laughs> yeah. She brings you to the OR, draws the plastic curtain. I mean, yeah. Uh, that'll make you feel better. Especially since you keep giving us town population. Now it's, like, slowly building in the back of my head, like, something bad's gonna happen here. Something's not what it seems. Yeah, she's gonna get to our genus and trigger a bomb. <laughs> like, let's see what's in here. Boom! I've I've been looking for the secrets of explosive f- obols for <laughs> for decades now. <laughs> How convenient you show up here out of the blue. <laughs> that would be something. <laughs> Uchard went already, so one of you three is up. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, oh, oh shit. Teoblith. Yeah, what about Teoblith? <laughs> looking for all that knowledge, isn't he? Friggin' knowledge boy. Yeah, Teoblith is a researcher, not a guinea pig. <laughs> right, Mar- Mar- yeah, Arginus, you you ran out on us yesterday. Why don't you why don't you take a seat? Uh, Arginus hops up onto the table, and then as soon as his butt hits the table, oh, she pushes you back down. <laughs> you sit back down. I I gotta I gotta make it back to uh, I gotta go work. Oh, it won't take long. I'm sure he can do without you, whatever it is you're doing. And she's kind of very gruff, like sternly, but like not 
like overly hostily. She just kind of like pushes you back down. Like she's like trying, like you're like a little kid and you, she's like trying to get a splinter out of you and like she's just like keeping you still while you're like. There's a cat at the vet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's probably better. But yeah, then she, uh, she casts her spell again and she has those bark-like uh, growths protrude out of her fingertips and they burrow into Argenus's chest. Oh, I have to imagine it's a little weirder for our genus too, because like the rest of us are just watching, like uh huh, uh huh, like we saw this yesterday. But he's like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's that's how that should go. She says, uh, "Today I'm going to get a little more uh, better acquainted with these Kumaru traces. I have a a better idea of their positioning and." how they react to my probing. So I'm going to begin uh, carefully uh, exploring these traces themselves. Oh, okay. Uh, will it hurt? You tell me. She kind of, she's like, she's already got those growths in there. And as uh, as Uhtred <laughs> discovered, it's like a... Uh, it's not enjoyable. It's, it's like a, a painful massage. It's not like agony, but it's like... Agony. It's, it's not... <laughs> it's not It enjoyable. is not comfortable or enjoyable. It's something that you can kind of acclimate to, uh, to a point, but at least when she first starts, it's like, ooh, 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 ooh. So yeah, she's, she's kind of doing her thing again, seeming to uh, like use some sixth sense. Uh, she like probes within uh, Argenus's chest. She says, oh my, the Kumaru traces seem to have some very potent properties. Have you noticed any uh, special protections since awakening from your initial ordeal? Oh, uh, uh, yes. <laughs> Uh, there's been a couple who uh, follow us uh, along the ways who uh, were not, who weren't part of the uh, Phrasma 5 or 4 at this point and uh, we uh, we seem to be immune to certain things or at the very least we could take some level of uh, damage from uh, negative uh, yeah from uh, negative, negative energy. energy yes I I think I, I think that's what I'm seeing now. And she continues to to probe. Well, that's uh that's good that you could see it, but uh I'm telling you what it is. So <laughs> maybe don't poke around there. Oh, but but I must, Arginus. You better understand these these traces. The goal is to understand them more than your current understanding. Otherwise, well. I'm sh I'm sure that you could not walk into Tumbaha Mountain and fix the Kumaru tree yourselves. <laughs> no, this is information that I must attain myself. Very well. So she continues to probe, uh, and about ten minutes pass, and through her uh, her musings and her observations. She uh, conveys to you several uh, things that she learns. And in gaming terms, she lists uh, mechanically the benefits that you've had of these O-balls. 
Benefit number one, you uh, essentially have energy resistance for negative energy equal to double your hit dice, which is something that you already knew. Uh, benefit number two, you have spell resistance versus necromancy spells equal to 11 plus your hit dice, uh, which you already knew. Uh, but what you didn't know is that this spell resistance can't be voluntarily lowered like most natural spell resistance can. Now, th there, are, there aren't a lot, but there are some necromancy spells that are beneficial. Like false life. Yes, and this is that, that's my bad because I think Joe has false life, and I think he's used it, and I think I've, I like I forgot to have him. Uchard also has. I think Uchard has false life. Oh, okay, Uchard has vampiric touch. Yeah, but that's not. Think, is that necromancy? Yes, it's kind of vampiric touch. Yes, um, but that's not something that he would have to roll for spell resistance on himself. That that'd be spell resistance versus the target. Um, so if you were to cast a necromancy spell on yourself, well, actually casting it on yourself is fine. But if like someone else were to cast a beneficial necromancy spell on you, they would have to overcome your spell resistance. You can't voluntarily lower it, which is actually the reason why, despite the player's guide for this AP listing uh, vampires as a playable race, like a common enough race for you to play, I was like, no, uh, I don't want you guys playing that um, because they are damaged by positive energy and healed by negative energy. And so you would need to cast an inflict spell on them to heal them. And that's a necromancy spell. And that's like if somebody was a or not, it's a dampier, I think is how it's pronounced. It was what um, the first guy in the best. Yeah, that was dampier. Yes, he was a dampier. Uh, so. If you thought it was frustrating, if the, you thought this campaign had been frustrating as it was, imagine if you were a Dampir and you were relying on somebody else casting an Inflict spell on you to heal you and needing to overcome your spell resistance every single time. That would have been worse than the halved healing of Gallus. Right. There. And that would include if you drank a potion or activated a wand on yourself and you would have to use the caster level of the item, which would most likely be even lower than yours. Uh, so yeah, like that would have just been an absolute nightmare. So yeah, that is, uh, that is another one of the benefits. Um, and then a third benefit, which you have not really discovered cause I don't think it's really come up. All of your natural and melee weapon attacks are treated as magic, cold iron and silver versus DR possessed by undead creatures. And I believe that any undead who have had that DR, you have, just by circumstance, had the kind of weapon needed to overcome the DR, whether it's made of the right material or the enhancement bonus was high enough to count as that material. But yeah, that hasn't really come up, but that is part of the uh, your, your benefits package with your O-balls. Hmm. All right. That does feel like the least effective of the three benefits that you get yeah i mean it's mainly just in terms of this specific ap because the first few books we didn't fight anything where that was relevant and by the time we did we just had stuff that overcame it didn't we in book one the gardens fight something that had dr silver uh, yeah but they weren't maybe. undead 
Yeah, this is specific to undead creatures. Oh, maybe you're right. Yeah, sorry. If it was book one, I can tell you for a fact it was not undead. Um, but yeah. Uh, and with that, the session has ended. Everybody is fatigued, but especially our genus. She says, there. You got that extra fatigue. Yeah. You just said the session has ended. Like, we've only been going for like 35 minutes. <laughs> 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 and she, uh, she allows our genus to uh, get up off of the the table and she says there you go young uh young man you can go report to whatever silly job you have wrapped yourself up in oh silly it's not silly at all it's a livelihood and our genus just starts hustling out it's who i am (laughs) you don't understand me (laughs) all right so Uh, our genus uh he leaves in a rush to report to his shift. <laughs> You're not my real grandma. Uh, Marina. Yes. Uh, these, uh, whatever's going on at the, the, the stadium, these these are the stories of the, the saints, you said, right? Oh, yes. The... And these are the ones that that built the, the pyramid over the Kumaru tree? Yes, the very the very same. Well, some of them are. Some of them are uh, made up. But yes, the foundation of the Clash of Saints is based upon the historical saints who first found the Kumaru tree and later built the Tumbaha Mountain to house it. Okay, so does the story of Eridan and Erasni come into the Clash of Saints at all? Oh, yes. Uh a recreation of uh, uh, Razni and Aridin pitted against the warlord Imiktal. And you know when that would be? Oh, I suppose it doesn't matter. Uh, Utrid, I think we might be able to glean some some information from these, these performances. <laughs> I've been around long enough to know that even the oldest of fairy tales can offer a kernel of hidden truth if you know where to look. I, th- I think it might be a good idea. Clearly, whatever we need to find with the Kumar is going to be wrapped up in Arasni and Aridin's story. Alright, well, what do you say, Thalias? You up for uh, a trip to the arena today? The arena? Yeah. The first Thalias is hearing us. about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then you guys, uh, you guys head off to the arena uh, and... Marina goes with you because she was going there anyway, and uh, you can you can like spend the whole day there if you want. Um, you do not see the Arasni and Aridin versus Amiktal uh, show that is most likely going to be on a different day. That's fine. And I just figure any any information we can glean or even participate in would be mm-hmm. beneficial. Yeah. Um, there's just going like going on like other days like you'll you'll definitely eventually see it um the the reenactments that you do watch like pretty much everybody knows like what's going on Uhtred you've got the tongue spell permanent seed into you so you can hear uh the there's like an announcer who who comes out and it's not in in many cases it's not unlike a like a gigantic like WWE performance. 
And in this corner, we have the Herald of Aridin Arasne. Yeah, like, to, to, in that fashion, but a lot of times, like, he kind of, the the performances kind of work him into them. Like, he'll just, he'll be wrapping up the last reenactment, and, like, all of a sudden, he'll be like, like, oh, wait a minute. Like, there's a disturbance in the in the crowd, and, like, the the person playing another saint or like a bad guy is like already kind of like maneuvering through the crowd like pretending to like terrorize uh the, like the people watching and he's like oh no this person's at it again like won't somebody won't somebody help us help these fine people and then like da, 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 like the hero shows up and was like yeah it's like a whole fucking th- it's like a lot of it is like campy and corny as shit but everybody's so into it um and like the context to a lot of to pretty much most of these fights you just do you just don't get like marina is happy to to fill you in uh when there's you know when there's time but a lot of a lot of times it's just kind of like it just kind of like just goes right from one to another and yeah it's just like this just this big fucking like WWE luchador mashup kind of affair and everybody's like just super into it it's it's like Super Bowl Sunday but it's like a week of it it's like Super Bowl Sunday and Hanukkah rolled into one oh Super Bowl Hanukkah are you kidding me <laughs> hell yes Arginus give me a perform check perform wait am I in yeah, the middle of the arena that and in this corner, we got our genus shuffling his cards. <laughs> a lot of times the reenactments like involve, they get like trained animals as part of it. Like there's like horse, like horseback fighting. And uh, sometimes it's just like two lone people in the middle of the stadium sparring. Uh, but it's all like, it's almost like, like dance fighting. It's like, that it's got that much of a pizzazz to it got it got it all right so uh 32 all right so yeah and it's like some people catch like the tail end of of the clash of saints on this day some people are just there for the beginning of it some people are there all day but it's just constant like it's a constant shifting of people entering and exiting the stadium uh and you know, each time people come and go, it's more chances for Vorsente to get some more sales and uh, our genus to uh, attract uh, prospective customers to his stand. I, w- I will add that if someone buys something that's like, I-, I don't know what a significant gold value would be for this stand here, mm-hmm. but like if they buy like a top notch price. I will add on like the actual harrow. Um, like cast the spell and yeah, I'll cast the spell and, and like really give it to him. All right, all right. So you got a thirty-two. Uh, definitely uh, in better shape today. You know, you're you're fatigued for longer than you were yesterday because you're fatigued all day today. But uh, you know, you you got your groove back. It's uh, yeah, yep. Uh, yesterday you were kind of still getting your feet wet, but now you're back in it. You had a case of the Mondays yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I was just yeah, getting back. You know into how it, it is. You know, I'm a little bit rusty from, uh, you know, ten. You years. were still in weekend mode. It's yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah, weekend mode. 
yeah, another day ends, uh, and everybody returns to Marina's house. <laughs> what about my payment? <laughs> yeah, this man right here. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not leaving at this point. You're doing volunteer work. Your payment is getting your name out there. No, no, no. He's paying you an exposure. (laughs) You demand payment today? I'm going to be like, yeah, uh, look, yesterday, uh, oh, yesterday uh, clearly was uh, my warm up day, but uh, uh, today I I know I put in uh, some good money for you. Uh, You said that you had a uh, reward of sorts. And of course, I'll I'll come back tomorrow as uh, as needed. But uh, if uh, if the exchange rate is uh, you know just slowly going up, and uh, each time I'm just putting in this uh, this time and effort, uh, I expect a bigger and bigger payment at the uh, end of the week. If you know what I mean. Hey, Presente says, "Oh, now let's." I apologize. I thought, I thought you knew what uh, what we were doing. I, no, I, I never uh, considered this a uh, employer-employee relationship. Uh, I, oh. I, I took you for uh, a lover of a fool. <laughs> <laughs> I took you for a lover of, of of performance of your heroes, and I thought I could, if you. I could bring you a crowd, and you could bring me extra customers, and I, of course, was prepared to uh, to send you off with a with a, a trinket of uh, appreciation. But if you are looking for uh, a payment for for wages, I I don't want to mislead you. Uh, and he reaches into his pocket, and he uh, he hands you a magical wand, and he says. I, I present you with this as thanks for for the extra customers that you've that you've brought me and if you wish to return again for the, the love of your performance then I, I welcome the the additional business but uh, if you're looking for uh, regular employment I I will say that this is where our partnership ends <laughs> No, no, no. This this works out just fine. Uh, all I uh, uh, all I wanted to make sure was uh, that there was a uh, exchange happening of sorts. <laughs> um, I will uh, I will be more than happy to show up tomorrow, and of course, give my uh, give it up my all. Very good, very good. But to to be clear, you are returning tomorrow of your own volition and not yes yes not yes. not expecting any <laughs> compensation from Vorsente. no no of course not uh it's uh, all for the love it's uh uh it was just a uh, minor misunderstanding between the two uh dorfin is my first language if you couldn't tell <laughs> nor does it nor is it mine my friend <laughs> and he uh he like claps you on the shoulder he like gives you a peck on the cheek and he says well, off with you and i'll see you tomorrow I give him a peck on the cheek back, and I'm just like, see you tomorrow, friend. <laughs> I head off. All right. Skipping. Skipping? You're basically floating. Oh, boy. dude. If I turn into a good, like, ectoplasmic form, I'm absolutely floating away. <laughs> just from being so bursting with happiness. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm imagining it happening, like, in response to getting, like, kissed on the cheek. He's like, 
back and her genius is like, Ooh, and like vaporizes on the spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so this wand is a. It doesn't even matter. He doesn't care. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Did you see his reaction? Like you don't do not need it's to. It's a wand him. of eat shit. <laughs> it's a it's a wand of sea invisibility, and it has twelve charges remaining. Ooh, that's a super good wand. How long does that last for? Like a charge? Uh, it's ten. Is it a minute? Ten out? minutes per level, and it would be caster level third, so thirty minutes per charge. All right, so you return to Marina's house, and she reveals that she's had this uh, this roast beef uh, slow cooking while you guys were out, and uh, after waiting for her to uh, prepare the meal, she brings it out. It's all sliced up. It's been simmered over lime juice, chipotle, and cumin, and uh, she ser- serves it over rice with cilantro and a little spritz of lime. And it's got some uh, some grilled veggies uh, on the side. Ooh, this one this one did not land. With oh no! This is the the first meal he's encountered. He's like, you know, he eats it because he's a playboy, but he didn't ask for seconds it's, on this. It's one. been like the most westernized meal <laughs> yet. <laughs> it's also the one that I would have like genuinely enjoyed. I uh, yeah, actually, you were describing it. I was like, damn, I want to eat this. Not Uhtred, though, man. Different taste buds. <laughs> Maybe he has the cilantro gene, so it tastes like soap. Actually, that's exactly what we're going with. <laughs> Marina picks up on that, and she's maybe a little hurt. She's like, she's noticed that Uhtred's always taken seconds and maybe thirds. And this time, he's just like, yeah. But she, but she, <laughs> she holds it in. He scowls at her. <laughs> but yeah, she, she, she keeps it together. She holds it in, takes notes. No more cilantro. Never again. Alright, you guys uh you guys turn in for the night. And Uhtred, I assume, is uh doing last watch. Alright. Any other people doing anything or are we just going right to that? Hell nah. Yeah, right to bed. Well, as much as Teolith goes to bed. Okay. Uh Uhtred, give me a perception. During my watch. Or during Usher's watch, he's going to uh, check his desert card to see if he's gotten a response from Rogio. Uh, yes. Uh, can you- and it's reflected in my perception of a 16. <laughs> can you remind me what you sent to Rogier? If I remember right, it was basically, uh, so Arasni lost, we're fucked, and we ended up halfway across the world. Uh, yeah, close. Arasni lost... Uh, Tarbafan ran with small portion of his army. We are no longer in the inner sea. Okay. That's what you get for trusting a dirty undead. Signed, Rogar. I was thinking of some version <laughs> of that response, actually. <laughs> Alright, so you get a response. You, you, you look at the Harrow card, and there is a response. Uh, you are maybe... Pleasantly surprised to see, because you weren't sure if this was going kind to work of, yeah. without Kisha Exactly. And it says, oh my god, it actually works. And then there's like a, a small space, and then, well, I suppose that's to be expected when you count on someone like Arasni to fight your battles for you. I hope you're safe. And that's the end of the message. Alright, so I'm gonna write back, uh, we are safe need you to look into Arasni's history and for the Kumar. 
Like giving Rogar homework. Damn right, man. And homework that he fun. can't complete because you're not spelling, you're not saying the name of the thing to look for, right? It's the Kumar. Kumaru. Right? The Kumaru. Oh. It's like sending a text with the fixed word with a little asterisk <laughs> next to it. Even though it's, it's just adding a U onto the last letter, uh, onto the mm-hmm. last word of the message, he just types it out again. All right. And you got an 18 perception. Or sixteen perception. Sixteen. Yeah, Uchra's a little, a uh, little preoccupied with his uh, correspondence with Rogyar. Still does a decent job of doing his doing his rounds. Nothing <laughs> unusual happens, but perhaps the these new horizons that are opening up before him about the Kumaru and Arasni and his Oballs are maybe uh invading his thoughts a little bit more than he was counting on but it is the next day and yeah uh marina brings you down to her observation table is that what we're calling it now it's better yeah or examination table either one just just not operating table because that just sounds uh yeah devious she takes you to the chopping block (laughs) better (laughs) The abattoir. Oh, okay. Uh, who will be uh, volunteering today? I meekly raise my hand, and then my other <laughs> my other arm lowers my hand. She she yeah, grabs your raise it back up again. She grabs your hand as you're like lowering it. She says, "Just oh, uh, very good. What a, a brave boy you are!" And she uh she kind of like assists you to like climb up onto the table. She hitting you guys with that grandma strength. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and she, uh, yeah, she does it all again. Again, a few minutes of her just kind of working in silence. Hmm. There seems to be a strange duality to these Kumaru traces. Uh, it's a strange sort of frequency that they they broadcast, which. It's through this frequency that seems to be responsible for the myriad protections that you have been enjoying. But this frequency seems to be the dominant one of two opposite channels that the Kumaru Trace can operate on. Hmm, she like, keeps working on it for a while. Well, I can sense its presence, but I cannot directly access this other frequency. I'm afraid there's not much more I can glean. Oh, if only I had my goggles. And she, uh, goggles? Her uh, fingertips uh, recede out of Thalias's chest. Yes, my soul sight goggles. I uh, created them myself. They, they would be greatly assisting these uh, examinations. Uh, I, I'm afraid I've reach the limits of what I can glean from you uh, without them. I was being overly optimistic, it would seem, that I would not need them. Alright, well, where are they? Did you just, like, leave them in the office? We can run and get those. I left them, uh... Well, they are in, they are in an office, but they, uh... They're not, uh... It is not so easy. There is a, a research facility outside of the city that... I am not currently welcome in. Aha, a dungeon we need to delve into. I I said no such thing. 
but I will, uh, I will have to contact the proper channels to request access back into the Blue Gardens of Tilil. But in the meantime, uh, perhaps there is still more I can glean, but I am, I am less hopeful than I was ten minutes ago. But that is all I can, uh, I can do today. So let us, uh, let us enjoy another day at the, uh, of the Clash of Saints. Hey, uh, let me ask you something. When you were in there rutting around, did you happen to see, uh, anybody? Any spirits or any people who look like me? <laughs> Named Randolph? She, she smiles at you and she says, uh, I think I may have. You seem to be wearing a shell, Thalias. When I was examining you, uh, for a moment it was like parting a curtain, but it did not seem relevant to my to my research. She kind of looks you up and down. Are you borrowing this body? Oh, well, it's complicated. <laughs> She laughs. She says, yes, I took that at face value. I am borrowing this body, yes. You see right through me. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I just start talking until she, like, I, I tell her all about Randolph. As if, as if I've been waiting for this moment for, like, yeah. since Randolph left. Like, you've got this spirit. You know, she sees things and she's all like attuned and all yeah. that. I just, I just let go and tell her all the things about how awesome Randolph is and how I miss him and how we share a body and how we got ice cream the other day and we used to have so much fun and I used to be the spirit and he used to be the guy. You're- I thought I thought Elias didn't really remember that much about that. Oh, it's, it's it all com- com- it comes and goes. Yeah, it's like <laughs> starting to. Maybe it's kind of like that thing where it's like, I think I always knew. He could, he could, yeah, he he could tell it all from his perspective without Randolph, like before he was alive. And then now he's in this body. Like maybe he doesn't nail all the details perfectly accurately. Also, I love how uh, he kind of grew out of his Beetlejuice voice. I was just about to (laughs) bring that up. Like I thought you were doing kind of like a, yeah, kind of like a Beetlejuice voice for him. The thing with Elias is you never know what's coming. Because <laughs> Joe doesn't know what's coming. <laughs> exactly. That's my secret. So you're just like rambling and rambling about how how much you miss Randolph and how special he is. and uh, I'm talking about how I was dead and then I'm back and then I was a spirit and then I'm now I'm Randolph. And like we've got this weird connection. I, I don't know anything. You know, she, can't figure it out. She He's trauma dumping. Yeah. Yeah, trauma dumping. She uh, she kind of like slowly approaches you, like not cautiously, but like deliberately. Yeah, and then she uh, she takes your your hand and she like like pulls it down because she's like extremely short and she like pulls it down to kind of like get you to like hunch over, and and she like places it like her other hand on your cheek kind of like kind of like a like a caress and she says you have been through quite a journey i can feel your fatigue i nod along but you are safe now and this randolph who 
you have shared this journey with. I don't know his fate, but there are no restless spirits lurking within you. Well, besides you, and she gives you a wink. I think that if you wish to communicate with this Randall, well, if you are ready to, perhaps he will seek you out. Fly's eyes light up. He will? Really and truly? Maybe. I I do not know what what state his soul is in. And from the journey that you have been on, well, it it is a a test of fortitude. One not many can stand for long, but for Randolph to have journeyed with you for as long as he did, I think he may have been up to the challenge. Well, that's great news. I knew he was still there, somewhere. What you need is to face your demons and face your unfinished past that you are clinging to, and you need to put it behind you. Put it behind me. You are holding on to much. You're holding on to enormous responsibilities and strife. And Randolph is tied up in all of it. I know that you have positive memories with Randolph, but he is also tied to the negatives. You're so wise. And I just sort of, uh, I want her to know that I've been holding this in for a while. Like, I admit that. And that I'm really taking what she says to heart. Go on. Hug your grandma. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I give her a hug. She lets you hug her. You gotta kind of, like, take a knee. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. She hugs you back. She says, I think I may know someone who can help you get in contact with, with Randolph if he's still out there. Okay. But that, that will be a correspondence I will need to uh, address in, in the future. Well, all right. Wow. I pop off off the table. I feel like a million bucks, huh, guys? And I look around the room all <laughs> like I was sort of dreading uh, getting on this table. But after everyone else was fine, mm-hmm. I- I'm right as rain. Nice. What was the name of that research facility that Morena mentioned? The Blue Gardens of Talil. Excellent. Well, who's ready for another uh, another fun excursion to the Coatl Stadium? Uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch up with you. I just have a quick errand. I uh, need these guys to help with. Oh, very well, Marina. Uh, she uh, she leaves you all alone. So. I assume our genius is already fucked off to go work for the day. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. Damn it, our genius. <laughs> so, Tealith turns to Uhtred and Elias. He goes, so, uh, how long are we willing to wait for these, and big, like, finger air quotes, uh, official channels for Marina to maybe get these goggles back from these blue gardens? How much how much longer does this festival have? Uh, it is a week long and you guys are on day three. Well, you should probably at least give her to the end of the festival. Alright. Well, I guess that's that gonna give us to me. I guess that'll give us a few days worth of free time to do what we need to do. Well, in that case I know a few episodes back I mentioned that I wanted to upgrade my armor and my bow. So, sounds like we're... Remember, I didn't start doing that because I wanted, like, 
I wanted to, you know, kind of role play out, see how long we were going to be here. So I suppose that's a process we should get started. Okay. So you are, instead of going to the arena, you are going to find somewhere that will uh, enhance your bow? My bow and my armor. Okay. And I'll go to the arena after. I don't, I don't, I don't, maybe I'm wrong, but I didn't think that would take all day. No. So what, what are your, what enhancements are your bow and what are and armor and what are you bringing them up to? Uh, so the ah yay notes. Uh, the armor is a plus two mithril breastplate right now. I'm upgrading it to a plus four, and the my bow is currently a plus two adaptive composite longbow, and I'm just upgrading that to a plus three. So plus two to plus four. That is a. 12,000 gold difference, so that is 12 days. That seems like quite a bit more than the end of the festival. It is, but it's something that Dealith feels like needs to get done. And you said your bow was plus 2 going to plus 3? Yes. Okay, so that's 8,000 to 18,000, so that's a 10,000 gold difference, that's 10 days. Um, But they can be done at the same time. I don't have a problem saying that you started this process on day one okay so you have nine days left on the armor and you have seven days left or yeah you have seven days left on the uh bow okay so as you guys are uh you're going back to uh coatl stadium and uh you can see our genus on your way uh standing next to this uh this merchant stand doing probably a pretty good job uh, with uh, his showmanship and his f- flair and panache for his performance. Uh, Tom, you want to give me a perce- uh, perform check? Our genus ramping up the crowd like the good boy he is. Oh, uh, 21. All right. Yeah, like I said, you guys see our genus. As you're heading to uh, Coatl Stadium, and he is—he's all fired up and doing his best with his uh, Harrow performances. Uh, but I want everybody to give me perception checks. Uh, that's a forty-one for Tiablith. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty-three for Wise. <laughs> I mean, impressive twenty-seven for uh, for our genus. <laughs> that's a forty-one, twenty-seven, twenty-four, twenty-three. You guys went in descending order, so uh, nice and organized of you. <laughs> As you're uh, approaching, you're kind of approaching Arginus, who is like between you and the stadium. Uh, Arginus is still like like 50 feet away. Um, Teoblith, you spot it first. You see a small-sized wooden humanoid creature uh, that you know to be a weirwood kind of like ducking under the uh, the merchant cart that our genus is performing next to and as you watch he just kind of like nicks a bobble off of it and uh, then uh, a little ways over uh, Teoblith would also see this but our genus from your vantage point you see uh, another weirwood kind of sneaking uh, behind a passerby who doesn't notice it and uh, 
just kind of like takes like a dagger out and just like uh, cuts the purse off of uh, somebody's shoulder strap. Does that person notice? No. There seems to be uh, some werewoods kind of stalk- like skulking through this crowd, uh, just nicking valuables. Tiaboth will kind of nudge nudge Uhtred and you're like, hey, guard captain, we got some <laughs> we got some petty thieves about. I'm and, no guard captain, your elf. Maybe you should actually go tell the guards. I don't speak their language. But where are they? Fuck, you're right. You don't. <laughs> Do I see any guards? So, most guards are stationed along the outer perimeters of the city. Um, there are still some guards to be found uh, inside the city, um, but yeah, they are much more concentrated on the outside. Um, highs or lows? Highs. I feel silly for asking. That's a 10. So Uhtred does not immediately see uh, any city guards in this area. But um, as as you're looking around, you all hear uh, Vercente. Well, you don't know. You don't know this guy's name, but the orc that is uh, running this, this stand, he suddenly shouts, Hey, hey, get away from there. And uh, as he like just noticed this werewood who's uh, sneaking around uh, his cart and uh, Vercente kind of like, like stomps up to this werewood and he like, he's like waving his arms in the air and the werewood uh, draws two short swords and it just kind of like, and like, like in a completely uh, unexpected escalation, just like, cuts Varsente down and he uh, he falls to the ground bleeding and the the crowd around the stand uh, starts to pe- like pe- like people see this and it's like a spectacle and like people start screaming uh, and the other the other werewood uh, that Arginus and Teoblith noticed uh, looks over and he draws two short swords and we'll see you next week. Oh my god. On the Inspired right. Incompetence Podcast. <gasps> action! For you! For you! For you! For you!